Behold, behold, behold the pale podcast. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. My life has value. My life has value. Behold the Pale Podcast. Alright folks, welcome back to another episode of Behold, 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 A Pale Podcast. Alex, Alex, he's here in spirit, you know what I mean? Alex is away, I think he's in Las Vegas acting. Is Is he doing a shoot? He's doing a shoot, we're very proud of Alex out there doing it big, living the dream. Over in Vagastan, hopefully he's not spending all his uh, his rewards for doing the film. He's not giving them back to the system, I hope. Um, yeah, can I send them scantily clad women? There you go. He could come back with multiple wives. He's he going to come just, back as a new Richard Ramirez. He could be big, big love, like uh, Bill po- Bill uh, Paxton. Ooh, I all can the see best Alex. Stuff. Good luck out there, man. Alex would have... You know, a couple wives and a couple husbands. He's a good guy like that. Keeping it fair. Uh, <laughs> Sean, how you doing? Another day in paradise, my friend. That's what I like Dude, to hear. That's sorry. what I like to hear. Yourself? I'm doing. I'm doing all right. Doing all right. You know what I mean? As the Behold the Pill podcast train keeps it moving into a new season, if you will. Feeling good, feeling good, feeling uh, regenerated. I made that word up just for today. Regenerated. I'm not even going to attempt to do it. You know why? Because we got a guest with us here, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) And uh, with that being said, Ariana Lally of Cropolis. How are we doing over there? We're doing good. How are you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. You know, I know for for a while we've been looking to get into a discussion, you know, on Adam Lanza of the Sandy Hook tragedy uh, ordeal, and you know, Ariana, I know this stuff's right up, right up. You you get it. You're very interested in this stuff as well, so I thought it'd be a good mix to kind of bring you in to talk about, you know. The madness of it all, you know, you're a mother, so you could add that input to it. 
And we've mm-hmm. talked about some psychotic, you know, teenagers doing crazy things in the past on the show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, cool to have you here to be able to kind of dive in. And, you know, I don't know. I, I might, you might think that I would know a lot about all this stuff, but I try to, I try not to keep my head full of all these terrible things. So Sandy Hook is something that I'm not fully in the know of. I know, of course, the tragedy and all that happened. And I know the, 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 the debate of, uh, you know, people, you know, the whole conspiracy where people didn't think it was real for a while, which I would never go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most part, you know, and I knew the, the, some of the questionable things that happened, which might have made people think that that was to be. And I know that you had an experience kind of with the Sandy Hook vibe as well. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? so, yeah. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Do you remember like where you were when it happened? I honestly do not. Nine eleven, I remember where I was, but Sandy yeah. Hook, I do not. Yeah, really? Yeah, I was actually I was setting up for our first breakfast with Santa that we were going to do down at camp, and when uh it came on the news or whatever, and that that was crazy. The next day for the breakfast with Santa, mm. it was not. You guys didn't cancel it. We showed up just in case if people wanted to come. Obviously, nobody came, well, and we Santa, all sat there and yeah. cried. <laughs> if, you get, if you get Santa to show up, you can't just cancel. He's like a supernatural being. He doesn't even know what death is. You know what I mean? He can't be bargained with. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, unfortunately, there's so much of that darkness like that happening that I can't even keep track of it. I, I like Columbine. I. I remember the time. I remember like the era, you know, mm-hmm. of it, but that's really kind of it. And, but, but 9-11 is, but 9-11, I only think I, that's only burnt into my brain because when, when somebody ran into the classroom to tell us about that, I didn't mm-hmm. know if we were all going to die. That was like the thing with that was like the, everything. Yeah, they're looking in the skies to make sure where the school, we were in school. And yeah. To make sure the school wasn't going to get bombed. And there was like a period of time when you really didn't know what was going on. And, mm-hmm. uh, you almost got the vibe of, you know, yet yeah, there was a percentage that you weren't going home. At least, you know, the reality wasn't there of it, but with all the scare that happened, the vibe yeah. was what is going on. And they didn't tell us anything really until later mm. in the classroom. Yeah, we, you know? we watched the second plane hit when we were in. History class, actually. Mr. Popkay's yeah. class. Yeah, we did too, which was weird. But even that, it's like, I, you know, I don't know. I just remember being, like, weirded out that, like, there was going to be more attacks. Like, I, that was the, like, we seen the second one too, but it was like, there was something about, I don't know. I don't know what the deal you know. Everybody was, like, unsure of anything. Yeah. You know, I know there was talks of, like, yeah. oh, you think they would hit, like, our, like, the school? And there wasn't like the, the typical no, that would never happen. You know, teachers weren't like, they were, they were beside themselves with what was going on too. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody was frazzled up. But yeah, yeah. you remember where you were at when 9 11 went down? Mm-hmm. Where you at? I was, I believe, eighth grade, right? What? Yeah. Because you were. Why are you asking? I don't well, know you no, I know. I'm trying to think of what grade you were in. You were a senior when I was in eighth grade. I think. Mm-hmm. I might have been. Uh, no, I think you might have been a junior or a sophomore. Okay, maybe yeah. a junior. You might have been a junior, I think. Yeah. yeah. So I, uh, 
I think we all got dismissed or something. I just remember like everybody getting picked up. And I remember a lot of people crying like in the halls. It was weird. It was very dramatic. You went back to work. When we when we left the school that day, our principal told me and Sean and all the other boys, they said, congratulations, you guys are getting shipped out to die. Yep. Now, imagine that. Can you believe Get that? On the saying that to a child? They would take the Votech kids first. Holy um, shit. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't go drop a name like that, Shawnee, especially when I'm joking. We, we, <laughs> we don't want to get, we don't want to. What, I didn't say South Shore. That's right, it was <laughs> South, Southeastern. <laughs> South everybody's southeastern for the weekend. So, but Sandy Hook, I know that you actually got up close to it a little after it. Um, yeah. What was that? Give us a little deep, little uh, insight into that. It was, it was actually like right after it because it happened December fourteenth of two thousand twelve, uh-huh. and then. Mid January of 2013, I was going to a camp conference in New York and we were driving through, um, Connecticut and saw the sign for, was it Newtown? Newton, Connecticut? Newtown, and, I think, yeah. Yeah. So we got off and it was as soon as we got off, it was, a very somber feeling because you just saw like white tents, like set up along the streets. And we stopped at a convenience store. And I think we pulled off to go to the bathroom and whatever. And we stopped there and we were like, yeah, you know, what are all the white tents about? Yeah. And there, they were grieving tents. Mm-hmm. They had like people in them that were grieving and everything. Um, and counselors and stuff. How many so, children? How many children all together? Do you, do you know the number? It was 26 people all together. 26 and, and, and teachers too, I assume? Yeah. Yep. I got up the list. Uh, it was one, two. Oh, yeah. There was a teacher, a principal, another teacher, a psychiatrist, a therapist, and another teacher. I assume, yeah. Because, I mean, with the young kids, I assume... I assume a good amount of those teachers, you know, were trying to protect the kids because they were so young type deal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I figured there'd be a big body count with adults trying to be, you know. Yeah. I do, too. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 26. Yeah. 26. 26, eh? I think Columbine was like 24. It's um, it's kind of a deal. It's a bad deal, you know what I mean? Not kind of, but definitely a bad deal. So, like, you got real close to it. You said you, you were driving through. You seen the the tent, the, the 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 grieving tents. Yeah, we saw the grieving tents, and we got as close as the fire station, which was at the end of the road. Um, the school was down that side street, but they had like cement barricades. So you couldn't go down there. Yeah. Um, but almost every single house that you drove by had 26 stars, like, in their yard or on their roof. Did you see a lot of people around or was everybody kind of in the house doing, you know, not acting? There, kind of a depressing there, thing for the whole 
community, you know what I mean? It, yeah, it really was. I just remember it. Um, they weren't even, they weren't, obviously they weren't even back to school yet. This, it had only happened like weeks prior and the high school fields. I just remember like they were also really close. Like they were just, it was a tight knit small community and like rocked everybody's world. And I just remember watching it on TV and watching the kids come from like the fire station to meet their parents at the fire station. And you have those 20 parents that are there that their kid didn't come to them. Yeah. And God, it's like first and second graders, six and six years old and seven years old. Mm -hmm. Kindergarten, first grade. Yeah. Oh God. It's crazy. And it's crazy that our kids have to like, they know it's part, it's part of their curriculum now to do like an active shooter in their curriculum. It's scary. I mean, they used to have like the bomb, the bomb test in there, you know, that, that worked that way in too. It's just kind of a sign of the, of the times, you know, different time. Mm-hmm. Very creepy stuff, you know. Um, yeah. Very, very dark stuff, and it just hangs over the whole town. Now, I believe you said they never reopened the school, right? Correct, yeah. They demolished it. Um, Yeah, they got rid of it. They didn't want it there anymore. They did rebuild, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm not quite sure if they kept the name or if they changed it. It was an elementary school, right? It was like a a smaller... Yeah, because yeah. when when they reopened Columbine, I always thought that was a weird vibe. But like, I guess the big high school, what are you going to do? Rip the whole thing down because of that? But uh, you know, uh, kindergarten, first grade, rough, you know, young, young. They're usually not that big. They have like you know, a handful of classrooms, if that, and you know, mm-hmm. little lunch area. I can't even imagine being like a teacher or something or another student there when that's like going on what during or after i mean both both are pretty horrifying it's i bet like while you're there you're like in shock and it's scary but your adrenaline's going through the roof like i bet almost being i almost feel like surviving it and being home to think about it is the worst is worse than actually living it Mm. that'd be my take because while you're living it you're just how to stay so how to stay alive so like you're not even you don't even have time to worry or like think about how bad it is. You're just like keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, you know what I mean? Which is horrible in itself, of course, don't get me wrong, but when yeah. And I guess when you're home you're you're happy to be alive, of course, but you know, it's a weird deal, you know. You know, so that's a especially that's where the argument to have, huh? And they didn't remove any of the bodies either until quite a while after the fact i wonder if they i know with columbine they didn't they they waited a while for the bodies because they were afraid of booby traps so i wonder if that was kind of their their deal with that um yeah i remember you know one of the things that and when people when conspiracy folk want to get into like it being fake one of the things they like to go with is the fact that like ambulances never showed up 
or something like that. I don't know the full details, but that's just something I've heard in passing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, guess I ambulance. Have, yeah, I have watched one of the um, conspiracy conspiracy things documentaries. I think it was like on Hulu or something a couple of years ago. Oh, Hulu actually had one. Huh? That's big. It might have been. It might have been Netflix. It was one of the two. That's still pretty big for them to, for cons- for a conspiracy doc about that because I know they got jo- Alex Jones got. I think I don't think he's ever allowed to make money again. I think it all goes to like the families. Yeah. I actually I went to dinner with a previous student that was actually she was in third grade when oh. Sandy Hook happened. And her mom, her and her mother, we went out to dinner with. We were in Nashville with them for yeah. our um, conference that we had. And me being me, I mean, I really didn't know them like from a hole in the wall, but I'm fascinated with the whole mental health thing and right. tragedies and stuff like that. And like, I want to know more about the brain and what makes people snap to do that. And it's really quite fascinating how much people actually really don't know <laughs> about yeah. an organ that they have in their head. <laughs> we have a uh, we have a show on the network called The Lighter Side of Serial Killers with Keith Roveri, and he's an author who corresponded and you know pen palled back and forth uh, with serial killers. And I think that is he's, so. He's a Christian. Awesome. He's a Christian. Yeah, he's a Christian dude, and he's big on like you know that whole the mental the mental aspect of it of you know just little ticks and it's interesting. We had him. Huh? <laughs> I said I want to be a guest on that one. I want to listen. <laughs> you can listen for sh- you. You can listen. Unfortunately, you're only allowed to be a guest if you serial kill a bunch of people. Oh, because okay. you know, the only the only guest, and I got to give b- big kudos to him because I've never heard it anywhere else. So everybody, go check it out and support it. Uh, the only he has the actual serial killers call in from prison and talk about the crimes and walk you through, you know, it's for, I'm a big fan of true crime and I really think it's wild. I, 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 it's completely fascinating because you'll have the people that lived it going through it and they know it, it like it happened two seconds ago. Like they, they get all the details and I know yeah, David, Mer- David Berkowitz is coming up on the show soon. And there's, there's a lot of really cool people he's already talked to and, uh, it's yeah, it's a good time. So if you like that, that'd be the spot. Yeah, I'm very, very, very excited for that one. <laughs> Heck yeah! But yeah, so you, you know, this dude, Adam Lanza, the guy, the kid looks like he looks exactly like you would assume Imagine. him to look. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's a very spacey look to him. He reminds me of uh, Apple White there. From uh, Heaven's Gate, if you, if anybody knows, like the Nike shoot, the Nike cult people, there's uh, there was two people that kind of ran it uh, as a, a female and then a male. I think his name was Doe Doe Applewhite. I could be wrong, but the dude looks just like like if this kid didn't blow his brains out and he lived, I guess, saved his madness till he got older, he probably would have been. The dude from Heaven's Gate, you know what I mean? Like he's got that look. He's just a younger version of it. It's kind of weird, you know. There's a lot of that that typical look 
that you darkness. see in the eyes. The darkness. Yes. They got the Michael yeah, Myers yeah. eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the like black. Yeah, the black blank the stare. It's know, almost I, like they black out, like when they go into psychosis like that. I like, joke, but it's like for real, the, the, with the darker size things, and almost like sharks, like the deadness of shark's eyes, you know what I mean? Uh, it's weird. So do you have any, you have any backstory on this kid, like his upcoming or his family life or what school was like for him or we assume he, not that fan. His parents uh, were divorced in 2009, which I'm sure had a lot to do with some sort of trauma to him. He's, he was young, right? He was under 20, right? Wasn't he like... He was just 20, I believe. Was he 20? Okay. Yeah, he was born April 22nd, 1992. And he died December 14th, 2012. No, he did oh, bad wow. things, but a life loss is a life loss, and even that's a tragic... His life's a tragic loss. Especially tragic, he felt he had to be so dark before he went out. Oh, for sure. And I was reading um, a couple of his friends or whatever, or acquaintances that he had online. He was a big gamer. Mm. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's like a whole nother (laughs) thing. Now, the Uh, gaming is, uh, I'll speak out for the gamers, and it's like, it's a fantasy thing, you know. It's You can't blame games the same way you can't blame violent movies or you can't blame, you know, violent music because mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of people that don't do crazy stuff that love them. Yeah, and you can't blame the game. It has nothing to do with the game. It has to do there's with their old, mental. There is a very, stars. very old wise saying that says, don't hate the play, I hate the game. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the name of the episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, it really all has to do with their uh, their mental health and everything. Yeah. yeah. So what's your kind of vibe? What do you think? What do you think sparks off someone to do this? Because you said the divorce thing was that cha- changes the whole foundation of, you know, <laughs> they were living this life that they thought was going to be this forever and then it breaks and with the divorce, it was probably kind of rocky at home for a little bit, at least, you know, or maybe the whole his whole entire existence. You never know. Mm-hmm. It, I definitely believe that all shootings stem from mental health. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I agree. And, but as far as Adam in particular, I mean, it did. They did come out that he he suffered from anxiety really bad in middle school. Um, like he had been hospitalized. He had to go to the emergency room and everything for it. And right. what year would he have graduated high school? Oh, I don't know. He would have never made it. <laughs> yeah. Did he make it? Uh, no, he did go to high school. He would have graduated. He would have been graduating around the, around this time. That happens too, and people think high school is so big for people that they almost can't imagine life outside of it. Like that's the unfortunate things you find with people that do terrible things to themselves when they're in high school is that they never, you know, high school is so important to them at the time that they don't realize that after those four years, you'll forget that you're going to forget all about that. None of that affects your life. Mm-hmm. That's why whenever I hear about somebody doing something dark in high school, it's always super tragic. 
Because if somebody just kind of got to him where it was like in a couple of years or less than a couple of years. None of this shit going to happen. Yeah. You're never going to think about any of this ever again. You you don't understand how, how non-important like this stuff really is. You know, the learning stuff's important, but you know, you get, you get fucked with in school or whatever. Like it's just, you're doing a four year sentence in prison. If if you're someone who gets picked on, just look at it. Unfortunately, like you're doing a four year bid and hopefully life will reward you for that later in life somewhere with humility. Yeah. Or they'll give you a good sense of humor. You know what I mean? Something yeah. nice. For him. But yeah, anxiety, I mean, I understand anxiety, but the, I know that, 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 that seems like not as heavy duty of a issue to Correct. the problem that he unfolded. Yes. So he was also diagnosed with a sensory disorder, um, Asperger's spectrum. He was on the autism spectrum. Yeah. Um, and had OCD really bad and that he was extremely like fidgety, irritable. He was so anxious in high school. They said that he was only going a couple days here and there. And then ultimately he ended up dropping out and being homeschooled by his mother who he ended up killing first out of everybody. Now, did she work at the school or is that some, another story, another crime? There was, it did come out that they thought that she worked there because they were trying to figure out what his tie was to the school and come to find out she didn't. So there was none. Oh, okay. Oh, so he, he just wakes. So he woke up one day. Um, well, I'm sure he probably planned it. Well, actually, do you know if he left a note or anything, a manifesto or anything like that? He shot his mother with a twenty-two, and then he geared up and went to school. Yeah, that would be mul- that'd be a multiple shot or twenty-two. They say that you could almost take a night, take more, like you could survive at a nine-millimeter shot to the head. Not, it's not likely, but it's possible. The twenty-twos are a lot smaller. Yeah, he would have had to, he would have had to have got her like. Uh, four or five times. Like yeah. Five times at least. yeah. This right here, it says that he shot all of his victims with the Bushmaster XM-15. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that he shot his victims five times. And one victim who was Noah, the little boy, one of the little boys, he shot him 11 times. Jesus. Um, he wore black clothing, yellow earplugs, sunglasses, and olive green utility vest, carrying magazines for the rifle. I mean, there's a stereotype that it definitely fits. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I mean, the Columbine kids had the same deal. They, they, they all, they dress like they're going to war because they are, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, for them, it's, I don't know. It's like yeah. playing dress up. They're going full immersion. Well, in this note section. You think it's ultimate, fan- you think it's ultimate fantasy, Sean? <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna like, for real, like a, for, that's a real question. For them. For him, that was his last game, dude. I re- For real, I like really think that's, that's like legitimate. Like he went and got all geared up for it and fucking 
was like, I'm going to have a shootout with the cops. And then the cop showed up and he shot himself. Well, it says here that it was later discovered that Lanza may have been a pedophile because of an email chain that was sent to a friend that talked about how pedophilia isn't wrong. He's 20 years old, very young himself. I almost feel like that's shocking. I'm not defending him, but I almost feel like that's just kind of, I think the dude was in some serious pain and was just like spurting evil, like trying to be like an evil dude. That's what I take for a a lot of these school shooter people. It's, he wanted people to feel his hurt. That's yeah. what it is. I, he had just gotten into a huge fight, too, with his mother. Doesn't justify shit, but... Right. No, That's well, and when you have OC to the extreme, that is... That Realistically, goes, OCD is yeah. like where you need to com- you need to do things multiple times. That's, those, that's OCD. Well, yes, but there's yeah. also... You need to complete The crazy tasks. thoughts that come with yeah. it. And the anxiety and the um the irritability that comes a, along the lying. Is there, like a task? is there a task thing to it? Like if you set a task and you don't do it, he'll eat away it's, at you. Yeah, yeah. So like that's probably he probably just fantasized about doing it until eventually it became reality in his head, and then it, at that point the OCD wouldn't let him like not go through with it type deal. He's got yeah, mental health is definitely a crazy deal for sure. Yeah, and I, I, I do feel the dude's a victim himself. Like it's a oh you know, for sure crazy for sure. deal. So it's, he shot them. Okay, yeah. no, no, no. You um, this was right around the time that my uncle was actually murdered mm. by an eighteen-year-old who also murdered his mother, his sister, and my uncle. It was the triple homicide in 2011. And it was the same thing, like, with him, wicked mental health issues. He had been in and out of the system because he was so out of control. And once they age out, once they hit 18, there's no programs for them. There's nowhere to go. And when they're really that bad... I mean, you're letting them out on the streets to do God knows what. What so. is that what happened with that kid, that eight, that 18-year-old kid with your uncle? Yeah, he, different things had happened with him, uh, but one of the things that he was, like, shooting, anim- like, cats and, like, the that's, old ladies in the neighborhoods and shit. That's big with serial killers and stuff, you yes. know what I mean? Yeah, it definitely. He was shooting old ladies with, like, the pellet gun? Yeah, yeah. That's ballsy. That and, is very ballsy. Well, he... Macaulay Culkin stuff ...and everything, and he got arrested and all that kind of mm. shit, and he got off because his lawyer convinced everybody that he was nuts, which he is, but if he were to have actually done the time for that, he never would have killed the other three because he would have been still in jail. What do you think should be do that? Have you thought long and hard? You know, I know it's a very hard, difficult question on what you think of the best route for like almost, would you call that criminally insane? Or would you call that? What yeah, would you call that? there is 
I know. And this one, it's a, it's a big one. It's a big one for the family. Um, whether or not they're divided or not, but I do know how they feel about it. Mm -hmm. And I don't have the same viewpoint on it necessarily. Gotta ask. (laughs) What? What's the viewpoint? So they want him to be in prison forever. Who's it? The family. Okay. Want him to be in prison forever. And you? I think he should be locked up at some capacity, but I do think that he. See, it's so fucked up because it's it's very delicate. Yeah. I'm, I'm team. It should have been all like. You're you're still trying to fix it. You're still trying to fix them in your head. Like trying to figure out why it makes makes sense. So many failed systems that fail these kids and hurt people, hurt people. (laughs) Do you what how do you feel about like lobotomies and stuff like that where they just zap out the brain and make them almost a vegetable? So my grandmother yeah. My dad's mom had electric shock therapy back in the 70s. Whether or not she had the lobotomy, I'm not sure. But she came home, and within 48 hours of her coming home, she ended up shooting herself in the head when the boys were at school. My dad was 17. Jeez. And he like came home or whatever to his younger brother out on the porch. I don't, my, my vote would be, I don't, if you're going to do the shock therapy or the lobotomy stuff, the, uh, you, you, only people that they're going to go lay in a bed and you're going to watch them for the rest of the evening type deal. Not people you're setting back in the public. That's yeah. too much of a gamble. To be messing with people's brains and then sending them back into public is like, that's how you get, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? What happened? Well, it all stemmed down to because they couldn't afford to keep her there. And she she had her master's degree. She was a social worker. She worked with children and families like at the Native American, um, I don't know what they call it, like tribes out there. Yeah. Um, Reservation. Reservation. Yeah. That's what. (laughs) Um, And my dad. You know, when I, I ask him questions and stuff, he doesn't really know a whole lot about the whole mental health stuff with her, but based off of different characteristics that he would describe that he remembers, it sounds like she was like a manic depressive, chronic depression, um, even bipolar even. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I... it's wild because she had my dad and two other brothers, older brothers in Chicago and then left and only took my dad and then started a whole new family, like in Nebraska Hmm. and had two more kids. So like my dad was like the youngest in one family and then the oldest in the other. And he just remembers one night, like he got the shit kicked out of him by his father and I guess like she couldn't stop crying after that. And then she went away and they couldn't afford to keep her there. 
And it's all, it all comes down to money and it's disgusting. Like the pharmaceutical companies and the insurance companies, it's just, yeah, the whole system's broken. It is broken. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, me personally, like, if if someone's going to go out there and kill multiple people, like, you know, I, I, I can understand crime of temporary insanity where somebody, like, gets a kid or something and you shred them into fucking shredded cheese. Like, I understand that. Or, like, mm-hmm. you know, even a crime of, like, love or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I understand that stuff, but, like, if you're going out, if you're, like, a serial killer, you know what I mean, and you're racking up a body count and they catch you, I think they should just give you the big sleep, realistically. Um, yeah. you know, I know it's not the best thing, you know, and I think it's better that over a lobotomy type deal because... Yes, everybody's still gonna pay for them, and like they ain't like it's just like it's nothing. I feel like it's probably just nothingness. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not happy or sad. They're they're neither here or there about it. But we're paying for them still, and you might as well. I hope they'd be in fucking misery. God, you but you gotta give them a class in spirituality and send them into the big sleep. That's what I say. Put on the throw an Oculus Quest on them since we're paying for them, and just put them in a Hellraiser room the whole day. That'd be interesting. Yeah, That'd be see, an interesting take. We know. need to do a better job as a society at making Hellraiser rooms with the Oculus. Well, Quest. They got to do a better yeah. the, the the works before they get there. I, yeah. I don't think that's where the, the proactive. That's what it should be. It should be the the focus should be on. You know, locating what happens the after they do it before. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, I know, but locating before they turn into big issues. I think with enough people, enough people talking about it, and like the people that had to live the situation, almost being counselors but advisors because they lived through it. So, like, you yeah. know, the yeah. whole realm is already there. But yeah, like, yeah, I, it's it's a weird deal. But I, yeah, if you're out there killing a bunch of people, I think there's. I always think it's kind of stupid to put them in jail because, yeah, they lose their freedom. But at the end of the day, like, taxpayers are paying for them. You know, they could be living a better life on the inside than they were on the outside if they know how to play the game. You know what I mean? So it's like, you might as well take the big sleep, dude. Back on a fancy pillow for the big sleep. You know what I mean? Is they the BTK last killer one of your people? Huh? Is the BTK killer one of your people? Yeah, the B, he's friendly with the BTK guy, yeah. So I guess guy. we're all friendly with BTK at the end of the day. Because I have heard rumor that they, they've heard the shows. A lot of them have heard the podcast and enjoy the podcast. So you're a part of a network that is enjoyed by serial killers. So you can sleep at night very well knowing that, as I do. <laughs> You know what I mean? My big, my big pillows. Um, God. But if this dude, like if this dude, if this kid didn't shoot himself, he could have possibly been in it. Um, Cause he, he talked, there's a school shooter that he talks to. He just wrote a book on a, a, a dude that was kind of wrapped up in some of that stuff, but very interesting stuff. So the guy is super creepy. You know, he shot it out with the cops for a little bit before getting himself, or did he just get himself? Do you know that detail? 
I think the cops found him. I don't think he fired any at him. Yeah. Yeah, I think Columbine, they shot back with them. Columbine thing's weird because uh, supposedly one of them shot the other. There's, like, big speculation behind, like, who actually killed who in that. But to to dip in to dip back a little bit um, with lobotomy and stuff like that, I know that before the show started, we had a little friendly conversation about assisted suicidal behavior. You know yeah. what I mean? So I guess um, I guess the whole Sandy Hook thing was only ten minutes. Yeah, I know it didn't last. That's very how long. long it lasted. Yeah, that's. I mean, the cops got there pretty quick. It's better than. Remember there was, like, a, a thing yes. recently where cops waited, like, forever to go in and a bunch of kids got shot? Yeah. In like, Mexico or something like that? In Texas, yeah. There, Texas. There's footage of a, of a cop just standing there texting his wife who works there. Oh, my God. And his yeah. wife worked there? You'd think that'd be more motivation to run through the wall and get in there. And died, didn't she? Oh, yeah. yeah, she got shot. She died. Oh, really? That yeah. dude just really? Yeah. She was a teacher there. So he probably carries a little bit of guilt that if he attempted instead of oh, texting. God. The whole force got fired, I'm sure, I think, right? They got rid of all of them? I, last I like, looked into it, they were all on suspension. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, as soon as the uh, cop showed up here, he walked into a back classroom and popped himself. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, the kid did. The kid did. All right. Um, <laughs> the, the, um, well, that's cut. Yeah. It's interesting. It's like whenever you, whenever they do that, it's almost like mission complete. Like yeah. it, it makes it more. Whenever they give up, it makes them more human. Almost when they give up, they're like, it's like they're they're, they're more human. The boogeyman is dead. But like when they go out, when they take themselves out, and there's really no rhyme or reason, and that's just that. When they're when they take the whole trip, it's kind of like the evil's like. You never know. Still there. Yeah, it's like yeah. still there. You know what I mean? It's weird. Um, but that's the vibe I always caught. And then the people that, that don't do it are always, they're kind of just want their 15 minutes of fame and then they go about it evil to get it. But like the people that actually go through with the mission, if you will, and then at the end, just boom, those are like the really fucking, those are the really, like I can almost see a broken mind doing something for the fame. But like the people that I think kill the, you know, I'm sure a lot of them just at that at the end go, okay, like this is probably the better route. But like, ah, there's something about that finish to that that is just so, it's so like evil and yeah, you never get answers. You never get answers. There's all, and that's like part of that's part of like the madness is that they'll like it's almost like closure like the f- last act of evilness is like not being able to give people closure of like reasoning and stuff like that and it all it all goes back to people being super fucking angry bitter and just mm. hate people hate humanity and the hate the, that But that why evil. do they hate them though that's huh? that's where i go why do they I, hate them? i you think they hate them not born with hate no, it's 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 raised and it's born into you. Like he probably went to school. I judging by his pictures, he he had probably had a rough time in school. Judging by his pictures, and that's enough. I feel, I do feel that the the, the hatred that you could brew up in your if you're someone who's like definitely shit like shitted on for real in school by like everybody or the laughing stock of everybody. I do feel that that could generate enough hate for you to wanna 
kill everybody for real. Um, yeah. Like, hence Columbine, hence all these school shootings. Like, so that's real. So I definitely think that. So like the fact that he, the fact that he kind of, his life was not what he wanted to be. And he was very angry with that. And then you have the medication, like he was on medication, right? As well as like, he had multiple disorders. Uh, it didn't say if he was medicated or not. No, that well, but so I would like would to hope issue. maybe he would be. I mean, that, I would yeah, hope that would be. But it's weird the, because the bullying thing is weird because I think forever people have always just been. It's just been a known thing. Unfortunately, kids are cruel. Unfortunately, they'll be bullying, and it's just kind of like tough it out for. Like I said, like uh, I was ignorant to say it before, but you know, you say tough it out for a couple years. It's reality. Like that's the reality. You got to be more sensitive about it, I guess. But like the reality is you can tough it out for them four years. And I guess if you're doing the college deal, hope, you know, I didn't do college. So I don't know if that flip is a different life. I'm sure it's completely different than high school. You know what I mean? Like you, you go to college and you start fresh, you know, there's certain like, looking at this dude, I could tell he would have carried whatever nonsense from high school into college probably. And uh, unfortunately, he probably looks in the mirror and goes, yeah, I'm carrying this with me my whole life. So that's where I think his, I think that's where that dude's darkness comes from. Because you can almost like, you can almost see the badness uh, that overwhelmed him, that became him. You know, like, I agree with you. I don't think anybody's born bad. I think that stuff comes in Mm -hmm. later. But uh, you can definitely see there's something up in him. <clears throat> so he goes and shoots all these kids. No real actual reasoning, right? No, nothing left to actually say why. No. Um, just the fact that he's troubled and the parents are divorcing and his issues and yeah, very yeah. interesting stuff. But he's got the, he's definitely got the look. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? As far as like the whole bullying thing and like. You know, coming from working with children and families and stuff, my practically my whole career and seeing a lot of it firsthand. The kids are horrible. The kids can be so cruel to each other. The worst. Kids are the worst. And being a mom of two girls, that scares me because a lot of the times the girls are the worst and between social media and it does it scares the shit out of me for middle school for harley but that that's an element that we never really had to deal with the social media element yeah exactly it's a whole different ball game now and the whole fomo thing the fear of missing out is so real yeah and when you have that mixed with you know, their young little hormones and that's, I won't let her, I won't let her have her phone. She's going to hate me forever. Like she's not going to have a social media account for a long time. I think cell phones are, are like new drugs where like they'll be, they sneak them. Like you, she, you won't even know she'll have a phone. You'll, you'll, you'll look under a bed. There'll be like a cell phone, yeah, and like, know. Like, like a time, like one of those minutes card and you'll be like, What's going on here? You ain't supposed to have this. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cell phones, like, 
it makes them feel adult. It, you know, realistically, so much is done on it. I think it's probably like, you know, they all want to feel adult. You know what I mean? Well, it's fascinating to me, the whole fear of missing out because mm. they're, I do believe they're born with that. This one has yeah. been like that since she's been born. Yeah. If there's somebody around or if I'm not with her, like sleeping, this is mm. what happens. <laughs> she knows I got up to go do something. <laughs> she's living in the moment. You know, yeah. but it's super important, I think, to raise the kids to let them know, like, there's assholes out there, but mm. we don't need to associate with them. We're not friends with assholes, and people are only assholes because they, they don't have a very good home life. That's true. It's kind of it's it's crazy how much you learn throughout life. So when you get when you get older, look back at it. It's so simple. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you understand why people were bad, you know what I mean? Stuff yeah, like, I, like, I never want her to ever have any type of, like, self-confidence or self-esteem issues based off of somebody else's opinion. It's so hard to be, to, like, to be a parent in that aspect of that with that, with the way the media is and the marketing yeah. of things, and it's, yeah. it's a crazy world, you know what I mean? Like, she was in kindergarten, first grade. And arguing with me because she didn't want to wear skirts or dresses because mm. she didn't want, or or shorts because she didn't want people to see her legs. Because she thought they were too hairy. She wanted to oh, shave them. Oh. Shave her legs? Yeah, she wanted to shave her legs in first grade. How? Why? It's an adult thing. You know what I mean? Well, and then that was the other thing. So I was talking to my girlfriends about it and it's like, she sees me do it. She knows like older women don't like the hairy leg thing. <laughs> so I stopped shaving mine for a while. <laughs> oh my. Yay. That reminds me. When- I'm doing it for the children, honey. That reminds me when Shaggy Two Dope shut off his, cut off his dreadlocks for when Violent J cut off his when he went crazy. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I heard that you want to shave your you want to shave your legs. That's what I hear. It's a health thing. It's good for you. <laughs> um, she can't even. It would she she wouldn't even have hair on her legs, right? Not even like peach fuzz, like she did. I mean, she's a hairy. Yeah. She came out pretty hairy. <laughs> but it's kind of yeah. You would you worry about that? Like as she get older, just the way like the media is and marketing and telling you what's supposed to be cool and all that. I stuff. and I think that's why I'm so over the top with the positivity and like the positive image and yeah, all that shit. And I try to be very, very, very conscious of how I talk about myself in front yeah. of her. And I mean, I love her to death and she's so freaking cute, but she, she's working on getting a big belly like her mama because she knows <laughs> I love myself yeah. and she wants to be like me. And I have to explain to her, you know, like, I have PCOS and, you know, like hormones and all this other shit and having babies and stuff. And I don't love the belly. I'm trying to work on it. (laughs) But 
it's more or less using it as a learning opportunity to, you know, teach them how to eat the rainbow and what the benefits of the foods are and the importance of portion control and working out and exercising. She's very active. She loves that shit. She'll do catwheels and handstands for hours, days. Yeah. Feet right. Yeah. But Communi- communication is the key, you'd say? Yes, for sure. Most important deal. Yeah. I think that's it. I mean, as long as you keep that as long as you keep the kid comfortable enough to always be able to hit you with a question no matter what. You know what I mean? Or as long mm-hmm. as they know they can always come talk, I think that's kind of the most important thing. Yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's very important as a parent to not react to a question or a statement with emotion. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And you're rolling your eyes because you respond with emotion, which is why she doesn't like telling you shit. <laughs> You gotta have the yin and the yang. The emotion. Where does he live? I'm gonna kick his ass. Where is this fucking kid? <laughs> yeah, one. Well, one's to one's to be to show how upset they that you'd be when when they go out they go out of line, so they know to stay in line. Then the other one to explain why the other one's upset and what yeah. the right route is. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, we balance each other out. <laughs> it's a good deal. It's a good deal. Now, if Adam Lanza had that, he'd be in a better situation, a balancing act. No, I I don't know why I feel, like, personally offended. Why don't you cry about it? Shut up. She's tearing up for some reason. Because we're talking about real life stuff. I'm going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm going to shed some tears. (laughs) You're bullying me. Yeah. Cry. (laughs) You understand now fully Adam Lanza's lost child. He's just just a bad. He's a. uh, He's like Samuel L. Jackson. They got that bad motherfucker wallet. You know what I mean? Uh, But he's a. He's a. You can. You look at him. Like some of these kids, you'll see them. You'll see the pictures of them, and they look very normal. You would almost go, "This is the. This is the boy next door." You yeah. know, I wouldn't see that coming. I look at his picture and I say, I wouldn't see that coming, actually. You know what I mean? Like he, and it, unfortunately. He fucked up for some reason. See, I don't think I've ever seen a school shooter that didn't look kind of nuts. Who do you think but was there that lot. looked decent? Like, the Columbine kids were fucking weird looking. Well. They were, like, dark and... Dylan, Dylan, Dylan was, you know, Eric wasn't the, Eric was a decent looking kid. And he, the, one of the craziest things about Eric that I learned reading, uh, that Columbine book was that Eric was actually like a jock. He was more of like a jockey dude. And he, and I, I, you know, I don't want to get sued by the family, you know, so purely speculation, but I believe he was almost like the brains of the organization with that, with that situation. Um, was it his mom that, traveled and now speaks upon one of the mothers of the boys goes around and she's an inspirational speaker mother's aspect of having a mentally ill kid yeah probably because like i i always feel for the parents because like 
a lot of it is society. You know what I mean? I hate the, I hate that takes a society or a town to raise a child. I don't really like that deal, but like, it's true. And, uh, like I feel, I don't feel the responsibility should be there, but it is there type deal. And uh, I think it's cool that she goes out and does it because, you know, <clears throat> it's tough raising a kid. And like, when these things happen, they look at the parents, like the devil, like you must be the worst people in the world because your kid did this. And, Sometimes it's a matter of a, a, a brain defect or some weird thing that happens or something they don't even know is brewing under the, you know what I mean? So like the parents all, I, I always feel for the parents a little bit. You know, there was a kid not too long ago who's what they, there was like texts with between the parent and the parent was like bad news. The parent was yeah. like, yeah, you should have. I forget Colorado. what shooting that was. Huh? Yeah. The Colorado shooting that just happened. Yeah. I, like that's the bad. Parents, that, those the parents bought him the gun. Those parents should be doing a little time with them, like in a situation yeah, like they tip, are, I believe. On, they should be surface, but you know, you should, a, a parent shouldn't be blamed for that if something happens on the surface value like that until you deep dig into the situation. But yeah. those parents were like the bad type of parent. They're I really like, think don't do it. <laughs> I think I, I honestly think a lot of probably. You know, probably a decent amount of the parents of kids that do school shootings probably aren't that bad. Like, the, like I would, the Columbine kids, they they had like the Columbine things weird because they had like good home lives, like, and it was like really just a crazy dark mission. Like it was like so but weird. She, one of the mothers, the one that does the traveling and whatnot, she does she wants people to be informed of the red flags that were actually really there Mm -hmm. that she didn't know were red flags until obviously it was too late. So like her, her point of the whole thing is being like, you know, yeah, you can come from a great family and all that shit, but if there's something going on that you don't know about, there are red flags to, start asking questions. People don't ask enough questions, I feel. Yeah. There was um there was a letter that I think one of I think Eric Harris left to the parents <clears throat> at the house and it was like, you know, you guys were great par great parents and I apologize for the, the the grief that's gonna come to you over this, but we had to do what we had to do. And it's like it's crazy. That is crazy. Crazy deal. That's crazy. Like, that's that's pretty heavy. And it's like, in a situation like that, it's like, you almost, you know, it's it's like evil genius to a degree. It's not just a dude who's, so, who's crazy and his brain's not working right. There's, like, well, pure uh, evil, like, in the mix there. It's like a weird, weird deal. Um, yeah. Real quickly, real quickly, I do want to know your opinion. <laughs> on the uh, the assisted uh, suicide. Machines. Well, uh, I think oh, in Sweden so you can get them. There's so the assisted suicide machines, like those like capsule things that you lay in or whatever, and they like yeah. gas you. Give me the that's fried neat. chicken deluxe. Futurama? Yeah, like seriously, like Futurama. Yeah, you didn't see that. You haven't. Yeah, seen it's those? crazy. Oh. It's a real thing now. Yeah, it's like an egg that you get in Sweden. I heard Sweden was doing it. What happens to your body? 
You just die. It's, you it's get the those game. things that you plant. Like, don't you plant it? You, you bury. Oh, you become a tree. I think it's one of those pod things. Hell yeah! I don't you know if it's. You could get buried in it. Yeah, I don't know. I felt it. I thought it just gave gas. I don't know if they gas you or if they cut off your ear, but they act like it's fun, <laughs> like it's a good time. Go out hard, but I don't I mean, know. I'm I'm a. I think it's definitely a case by case for the whole assisted suicide thing. Like, if you're terminally ill, you're going to die, and you don't want to suffer and go through treatments, I think somebody can... I think you could kill yourself and it'd be okay. Well, I had a really bad day at work, and I'm just going to stop off at the nearest suicide pod. That's the problem thing with it, yeah. That's the only issue is some, you know... Somebody that 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 is the vibe. Like if you if you're go, if you're gonna if you're just getting getting out of like all the going through the harsh times of dying with a sickness or something. But there would be a lot of folks. But then it's a crazy deal because like who's who who's anybody to say that somebody can't? Like once you start allowing it, it's like then you can't you you almost can't go back on it away. You know what I mean? I'd bet money that some fucking influencer would go out there and do it just for a fucking view. What? Oh, for sure. If it already hasn't, there's a. I remember a dude for a while back in the back in like the Facebook Live days of suicide suicide themes. That people would get get himself on Facebook Live, and there'd be people like cheering them on, being like, "Go, go, go!" It, It was a crazy time, man. You remember watching the one with the girl? No, the Hunters? Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> what are you talking about? I watched the li- a live video once of the girl that, like, hung herself out in the yard, and you can hear, oh. like, like, yelling her name, and yeah. all you can see is, like, her feet just swaying. Yeah, I don't tr- recommend those videos. No, it's awful. What brought you to want to watch it? Just curiosity? Watch something like that. Oh yeah, I'm wicked into I do it myself. I'm not judging. I'm just curious. I yeah, you're into all that weird shit too. But yeah, yeah and well, it's funny because yeah. my kid well, Harley's into it too, I think. Oh really? Pull back yeah. on that. Pull back on that a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She wanted me yeah. She was watching one of those true crime things that I was watching on Netflix the other day and she was like, Can we find a picture where it's not blurred out? And I was like, what? (laughs) I'm like, "Mm -mm, nope. She wants to be a makeup artist. Yeah, she wants to be a makeup artist, and she's, like, fascinated with, like, blood splatter. Like a mortician? Like a mortician makeup artist? You get a little Dexter Moore. No, like, movie Movie films. She could be your makeup artist. There you go. (laughs) She's not not that good right now. (laughs) Billy Coyne's sweating it out. He's getting, up, he's getting worried. He's climbing the ranks. Oh. So, <laughs> what do you feel? You feel so? Do you think there's ever a point for a criminal person that that should? They think they should just be killed. You're not. You're not cool with that. You don't think they should get in the uh, a multi murderer who's going to murder again shouldn't go into this suicide machine. I suicide at that point. Think, I honestly think that keeping them alive is torture because I feel like they all want to die. <laughs> well, not all. Doesn't it cost more money, though, to kill them than it does to keep them on 
No, I could have imagined. I I just saw something. It like it costs them like a fucking arm and a leg to have somebody on death row because the chances of them actually seeing the chair while they're on death row is usually. Yeah, I don't think death row. I think it should. I think death row should be more of like a like a death. you know, you're in one hour photo. photo. Yeah, like one hour photo should be. It should be like that. Yeah, like you're not you're not staying the you're not staying the weekend. You know what I mean? You're gonna yeah. be in and out pretty quick. Last meal. I hope it's good. Exactly. Like that's where that's what I mean by like it's a waste of money. You know, just paying for them if they're gonna gonna if if they're if they're there's people that'll stand in the courtroom and go, I'm going to kill more people when I get out of here. And people like that, like, yeah, I don't, there's nothing. I, I'm not, you know, I, 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 I do believe every life's precious, but I feel like if you're that much of like a, an animal, if you will, that you, you're, you're, you have a bloodlust like that, that it's just, you're going to go kill innocent people. I think you got to kind of get put down the same way they put down a dog with rabies or something. It's like human rabies, whatever that, whatever it is, you know what I mean? But you don't, you don't support the putting down officially? No, I, I do. It's, it's definitely case by case. I mean, if you yeah. have a, like a repetitive, what was it? Like, um, the guy that killed all those boys, like yeah. he definitely should have been put down. Damn boy killer. Boy killer. What the hell is his name? Boy killer McGee. You think it should just be murder or go into other like other harsh crimes? Castration. That should be one. Like pedophilia. Use castration often. See, even something like that, I feel like I don't know. It's a weird deal. Castration might be the way to do it. I was thinking, cut. When you said that, I just thought of just straight chopping, but they could like chemically castrate too. So like, give them a shot in the arm, and they never. Uh, it's like spaghetti forever. They, you mm. know what I mean? Just they watch it shrivel up. It goes into an any. Pretty much. <laughs> I support that, but you know, at that point, and then, but then, still, uh, you know, that's literally what they should do is send something that just destroys the nerve endings that never again. And uh, if there's still an issue, I don't know. I feel like in, 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 a, in a sexual crime, I feel like if you were to kill the the sex drive or, like, the horniness or whatever, kill whatever that is, that would probably cut down that crime. And let, you know, they say it's more of a power thing. They say, you know, like a, a sexual crime is more about power than it's about sex. But I don't know. I feel like... If you if you have you figured out a way to like almost castrate where they don't they couldn't you know they couldn't even get it up if they wanted to and it'd be a deal where uh, I feel like they would figure something else out. Well, at that point, they'd probably just have to they'd probably just kill them. Where didn't you tell me once that like um, you know like though like people doing stuff like back in the day there'd be more there'd be more survivors of it because back in the day they'd just do it and let them go but nowadays they get in trouble for it so they kill them after like so like the numbers of of deaths have gone up with it 
maybe it was somebody else, but it's believable. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so, like, if some, like, back in the day, I guess, I guess there was a, somebody did some type of study where, like, back in the day when it came to people abducting kids and doing bad things with them, back in the day, it'd be more likely for the kid to turn up alive. Nowadays, they don't turn up alive because nowadays it's more of a thing when they get caught. That's what somebody was telling yeah, me. No, that wasn't with me, but I'd be curious to really know that statistic. Maybe Adam Lanza told me that in our last phone conversation. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, the whole thing's tragic for real. Very sad. Rest in peace to all the you know the yeah. students and all the teachers. And uh, I never like to rest in peace to killer, even though I do vibe. <clears throat> I do vibe with him being a victim and uh, himself. <laughs> We just hit 10 years. Of what? Sandy Hook? Yeah, 2012, dude. Holy mackerel. That Time has been flying by. That's for another episode of how everything goes quicker until the end of the world. Woo-hoo. Now, would you like to say anything in closing about Adam Lanzo, Sandy Hook, just in general, school shooters in general, the mental, the mental crossover? Just ask questions. Get involved in your kids' lives. I feel like parents think that they're a burden. And we need to start talking to the kids more and start paying attention. Should there be a better relationship between parents and the school system? Uh, I think so. I think that's also another case-by-case, too, because the... It all depends on who you have for administration. But I do think that there needs to be better communication between people, absolutely. Well, that could go, I guess, all across the board for everything, not just mental health and shooting up schools, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, yeah, this dude's a wild one. He's definitely a wild one. Um problem child he's a real wild one you know what i mean but yeah with that with that well there's not really much else to say we'll probably dive into sandy hook uh in the future you know go a little deeper into the actual deal and what went down and we'll have ariana back to join us if she would like but uh for now we're gonna cap it off and um yeah like we said rest in peace to all the people who died tragic stuff and hopefully one day they'll figure out a way to uh, minimize these incidents. You know what I mean? We won't have to deal with this shit. And uh, we'll figure it out. This lobotomy the way is treating murder with murder the way. Or, I don't know. I just don't know what to do. We just don't know what to do. But we'll catch everybody. Oh, well, real quick, Ariana, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Well, people can catch you at Trauma Mamas. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) You did it. So, okay, go look look for uh, Trauma Mamas out there. Yeah. Doing a big style. (laughs) My Facebook Facebook is Ariana Lally. Yes. That's where everything will be. All right, cool beans. Ariana Lally on Facebook, and we'll be doing it. And with that being said, Jonathan, always a pleasure.
as well to you, sir. <laughs> and we'll catch everybody. River, it's been a pleasure. We'll catch everybody on the next episode of Behold, 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 the Pale Podcast. <laughs> and we are getting a more complete picture this morning of the gunman as police try to learn more about why 20-year-old Adam Lanza went on his bloody rampage. The weapons Adam used were likely registered to his mother, who's described as a gun enthusiast. That's absolutely correct, according to people on the scene in Newtown. Authorities say they are moving quickly with more developments likely to come today in their efforts to determine both the how and the why of this stunning crime. Police say they have already found important clues in the Lanza's four-bedroom, $600,000 home, where the killer's mother, 52-year-old Nancy Lanza, was the first victim. And hopefully uh, painting the complete picture as to how and, more importantly, why this occurred. Authorities now say Nancy Lanza owned the same style of guns that her son used to kill her and the 26 victims at the elementary school. The medical examiner said most were killed with multiple shots from the high-powered semi-automatic rifle. This probably is the worst I have seen. The connection between Adam Blanza and the Sandy Hook Elementary School goes back to the time he went to school there and his mother worked as a teacher's aide, according to Adam's aunt, Marsha Lanza. I know she had issues with school. Um, she eventually wound up homeschooling him. She battled with the school district in what capacity, I'm not 100% certain, if it was behavior, if it was learning disabilities. As a fuller picture of Adam Lanza began to emerge, including his membership in the high school tech club, former classmates told ABC News he was a smart but socially awkward student. He always carried a briefcase, and that's what sticks out most in my mind. Adam's parents, Peter and Nancy Lanza, went through an uncontested divorce three years ago. And Adam's aunt said that Nancy had purchased so many weapons because she was concerned for her safety living alone. I think the only reason why Nancy may have had them, and for the sake of many more of us in this country, is for self-defense and no other reason. And friends of Nancy Lanza has told us that she enjoyed taking her taking sons, her sons to, the to the firing range for target, for target practice. practice. Could have indirectly been there when he was learning how to shoot those guns. He could have indirectly been there when he was learning how to shoot those guns. He could have indirectly been there when he was learning how to shoot those guns.